You know the absolute most important thing going into this game? Don't get beat by the logo. Play the team. This isn't the 2019 Alabama team. We'll explain right after this. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Get fired up, Rebel Nation. Stephen Willis, Locked On Ole Miss Podcast, joining you today. Thank you very much for tuning in. I do want to remind everybody that LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And also, thank you very much for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, comment down below, and upvote the video if you don't mind, and also hit the bell for notifications so we know whenever we're putting out new stuff, which happens fairly frequently around here. Anyway, my point is, this is not the 2019 and 2020 Alabama teams. This is a team the last two years that has actually struggled on the road. You have games that they barely eked out against Texas. They got beat against Tennessee. Texas A&M beat them. Georgia beat them. The mystique, I'm not saying it's wearing off. This is still an uber-talented team. So don't understand me saying this is a bad team. I'm saying this is an elite as that team was. Um, Whenever um, Joe Burrow and Tua had that fantastic game, essentially for the national championship, in November. In 2020, when Mac Jones was out there carving up defenses, this is not that team. Bryce Young is an otherworldly talent. Don't hear me wrong. He is amazing. Outside of him, they're just a very, very good team. They're not what they were. And now, granted, this is all relative. You have to look at what they were. They're still a very good team, and they're still going to be the prohibited favorite in this game. But the point is, they're gettable. Alabama, more than just about any other team, wins the game with their jerseys, wins the game with their logo. There's a confidence factor that, oh, you're playing Alabama, you're doomed. You lose the game before it even kicks off. That is the biggest trap going into this game. Everybody always talks about respect the tide. It's a running joke around Twitter and things like that. But... There is such thing as too much respect. They're not going to be fired up to play Ole Miss. They're going to be fired up to play LSU. They're going to be fired up to play Tiger Stadium. This is their opportunity to get control of the West back. The Ole Miss game is the afterthought, the next course. Once you handle your business, you got Ole Miss, which is a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, maybe, but it's not what it would be. They're not afraid of Vaughn Hemingway Stadium. They put up... 60-something points the last two or three times they've been. And they're going to come to Oxford expecting to win. Now, through recruiting, see, Lane Kiffin built those elite Alabama teams. That's the thing people won't talk about. Lane Kiffin's the guy that built the talent and evaluated the talent that even got Steve Sarkeesian the Texas job. Lane Kiffin found those guys. 
Lane Kiffin, I think, recruited all of um, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tongvaloa, and Mac Jones. All of those were recruited by Lane Kiffin. So, talent evaluation changes a little bit. Now, Alabama runs a personnel department and recruiting department that is very NFL-like as far as what they're looking for. But if you look at it, the talent that they have on the field and the players they have on the field doesn't sometimes match what the offensive coordinator wants to do. Now, in the run game, you have essentially a power running game. You have a zone running game, um, a bigger, stronger back, in the vein of what Alabama has always had there, the Trent Richardsons, the Mark, Mark Ingrams, the uh, Derrick Henrys, even the T.J. Yeldons, that guy doesn't play for Alabama right now. So their running game, even though they're calling plays that are century, essentially plays that got those guys Heisman trophies and such in the past, Jameer Gibbs, while an excellent player, absolutely fantastic, is not necessarily built for that same stuff. He's a space player. He is a Zach Evans type player. He is the one that will pop an 80-yard run. He looks very smooth. He's an elite player. I do not know how he originally signed with Georgia Tech, but he did. But at Alabama, he's really, really good. You know, if you remember correctly, when Alabama played in Fayetteville, and they started out relatively well. I think they were 28 nothing ahead. And then Arkansas started chipping away. And Bryce Young got hurt, and they had to go to a backup quarterback. And Arkansas got it all the way back to 28-23. And it genuinely looked like Arkansas was about to come all the way back and win that football game. It did. Everybody thought that. Anybody that says they have confidence about that game, they're lying. But this is the thing that makes Alabama's offense dangerous. And this is the reason you need to tackle well defensively. Jameer Gibbs had two 80-yard touchdowns. Jalen Milrow had an 80-yard run. Alabama ended up running for 300-something yards that day. But 240 of it happened on three runs. The rest of it, you had a 300-yard rushing day. But most of your carries, 25, 26 of your carries, totaled 65, 70 yards. And then you had three monstrous yards, your monstrous carries that extended your average. So you have to be on the lookout for that. You have to tackle really well. You have to dig in. There were signs, good signs from the defense in Texas A&M. People were going to tell you there weren't. People were going to say, yeah, but, because that's what they do. But there were signs. Um, there's images going around Twitter about plays that J.J. Pegues made. He's turning into a force at nose guard. The ends played very well. Cedric Johnson needs to get healthy. Um, if that happens, the defense is going to play a lot better. Now, remember last year. At the end of the year, the defense was pretty good. During the Alabama and Arkansas game, it was kind of wonky. Jacob Springer was injured during that period. He came back for the Tennessee game. The defense got better. The way this defense plays, one piece, and the way other people can attack that area is very important to this defense. So it's important to get people healed back up. Cedric Johnson's Troy Brown 
and um, AJ Finley, which we'll talk about that in the viewer mailbag as well in just a second. But be careful not to lose the game to Alabama before it kicks off. That's what you need to do. You need to come in expecting to win the game. You have more talent than Ole Miss teams have had in the last 60 years. That gives you a little bit. That closes that gap a little bit. It makes the upset more possible, more palatable. Against Alabama in 2014 and 2015, that was high-end talent from the Ole Miss team. Not necessarily overall talented, high-end talent. So this is a case study a little bit of what will a bunch of four stars be able to do against all those five stars whenever we were, were going at them with a bunch of three stars. You might have recruited them well. You might have um, identified them well. You might have developed them well. But this puts more players closer to the players on the other side of the ball, and that's a very important thing. Like I said, Alabama is still going to be probably around a two-touchdown favorite in this game. 10 to 14 points, I've completely expected. But if you believe, it can happen because – Alabama, while putting up ridiculous numbers at times against teams running the football, they're a little bit different. They're more Texas A&M than they are Arkansas in running the football. Just something to keep an eye on there. So, understand what's going on. It should be a lot of fun. When we come back, we are going to do some viewer mail. We picked two or three questions out of the mailbag. We're going to talk about that. And we have Jason Jordan, as promised, to come by to talk college basketball recruiting, the 2022 Ole Miss recruiting classes, the 2023 Ole Miss recruiting class. He talks about them both as the college basketball season is about a week away. Um, absolutely nuts. But first, I do want to let you know about LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a crazy high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have their access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So build a profile, right? Get in on the LinkedIn train. Then add your job and a purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Let your network do the job. It's simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. You want to finish the year strong. It's almost Christmas. The hiring bump, all of that's going to happen. We are in month 11 of 12. It's going to be a big deal, big close of the year. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including iTunes and Spotify. Five-star review. We'd appreciate it. Um, anyway, also... For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter to the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. 
Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right. I had um, a couple of people come up with me like two or three weeks ago, and I was busy with everything going on, but they just requested that we start doing a mailbag when we can. And I put out a couple of days ago, you know, place to do some questions, and I picked out two or three of the best ones. And this is also an opportunity for us to use our fancy new graphics that Locked On gave us. But let's get right into it real quick. Crypto manager, I think that's um, manager. Rick H says, thoughts on Wade being given a scholarship and the likelihood of game day being in Oxford for the Alabama game. Um, a, I think Dayton Wade is well on his way to getting a scholarship. I don't know um, what his classification is right off the top of my head, but if he has years left, I would almost bank on the fact that he gets a scholarship. Um, he deserves one. He plays really well. He's been a contributor all year long, he might go in and out of game plans from time to time, but he's a guy that kind of makes play after play after play. And against Auburn, he caught a touchdown pass. Against A&M, he caught a touchdown pass. I mean, one would think it would increase the workload over the game. So we'll see exactly how that goes. And the likelihood of game day being an auction for the Alabama game. We kind of addressed this on yesterday's show. ESPN could do something stupid. Um, and by stupid, I mean they you know, they could go cover South Dakota State versus South Dakota or something like that. Just, just like a tourist-type um, game day thing, a grow-the-game type thing where you go to an FCS school. But if you want an FBS game and the best FBS game of the week, and it doesn't even matter if Alabama beats LSU, the best FBS game of the week is Ole Miss and Alabama. It's two ranked teams. Um, potentially two top 10 ranked teams, game day should be in Oxford for the Alabama game. If they're not, it's a problem. Um, and I don't know, something people should look into. It's absolutely ridiculous if it doesn't happen. But it's it's getting there. But I, I like the idea of Wade getting being given a scholarship in the future. And I think game day should be in Oxford. I think it's by far the number one option for um, ESPN at this moment. All right, Rebel in Dog Country, that's Brian Joyner on Twitter, says, will Kiffin take the AU job? And he laughs, only kidding. Twitter's on fire right now. Twitter was on fire. If you go to our YouTube page and look down at the press conference video that we did yesterday, right now it has, I don't know exactly what it's going to do because it's still growing, but the time of recording, it had over 16,000 views. That is over three times more than the highest we've ever gotten. So, yes, all of the fan base is on fire. All I had to do was put Auburn and Brian Harson in the title, and Auburn fans flocked to the video. Um, I do not think um, Kiffin is taking the AU job, I, honestly, just seriously. Um, I don't think um, – I think the days of SEC coaches going to other SEC schools are kind of over. Um, I expect somebody that is ACC. I expect somebody that is um, Pac-12, Big 12, something like that to take the job. Maybe a Matt Rule that makes a little bit of sense. Hugh Freeze makes some sense. Um, Dion makes a ton of sense in Auburn. I think I think it's probably going to come from one of those three coaches. But 
Everybody needs to realize this as well. By Auburn doing what they're doing right now, it means this next hire they have to get right. They're going to go into this hiring process desperate. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean they will um, do whatever they can to get who they think is the right guy. Yes, they're going to say Lane Kiffin is at the top of the list. Lane Kiffin should be at the top of the list for every school out there. If he's not at the top of the list, you are not doing hiring correctly. So just realize that as well. I mean, he's go- Lane Kiffin always comes up anyway. Now it's really warranted that he comes up because he's, he's coaching like a top five coach in college football right now. Seriously, it, it, it's a really, really cool thing. Next up, we have Bill Dyer um, who asks, um, who needs to heal up and get healthy over the bye week? <clears throat> we are, where are we on the injury front? Bill, we're pretty banged up, especially defensively. I think um, a lot of our defensive problems have been to the fact that they're banged up. Um, a couple of players are coming on, but they need to get Cedric Johnson back 100% healthy. Whenever he is 100% healthy, he is the best player on the defense. Um, the second best player on the defense is A.J. Finley. They need to get him healthy again. And the third best player on the defense is Troy Brown, and they desperately need to get him healthy again. Now, uh, like I said yesterday, that an 80% A.J. Finley might be better than the backup, but it's not better than 100% A.J. Finley. And there is going to be a little bit of a drop-off, even a half a step here and there, an arm tackle, something where you can't do what you need to do, that comes into play. So this getting them a little bit healthy is going to be absolutely huge. Now, players that have stepped up like Jared Ivey, J.J. Pegues, um, Ashanti Seastrunk, uh, Otis Reese has played well. They've really gutted out some performances, but they weren't quite where they needed to be. So we'll see how this looks against Alabama. Hopefully they can get healed up a little bit and do what they need to do. Anyway, this has been the viewer mail. Um, hope everybody enjoyed that. And if everybody liked it and everything, put in the comment section below if you did. And we will do two or three questions a week. We'll have this, we'll make this a weekly segment and we'll see if we can grow that a little bit. But right now we're just trying to find good questions because the segment's like eight, nine minutes long. So we can't go too much into the weeks, what's going on. And I don't want to do a whole show of the viewer mailbag. But if you do two or three questions, that does give you um, a chance to do um, some discussion, directions, and, and everything like that. So pretty cool. Anyway, it's going to be a magical game, potentially, Saturday, November 12th. Um, Ole Miss and Alabama in Vaughn-Hemingway Stadium. Like I said, I'm expecting 67, 65, 66, 67, 68,000, somewhere in there. Um, to be in that stadium. It's going to be standing room only. It's going to be a hard sellout. Potentially game day is going to be in town, as we just talked about in the viewer mailbag. Um, They're already the CBS game of the week, and if Alabama beats LSU, the SEC West will be on the line. If everything goes perfect, if it is a perfect Saturday, um, after the Ole Miss-Alabama game, Ole Miss may only have to win one out of two to win the SEC West. Really nuts. Absolutely crazy. So we'll see how that looks as well. Absolutely nuts. All right, let's talk about bet online. 
BetOnline is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season is find all your latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. I think Danny Cannell is doing something with BetOnline at the moment. He's pretty good at breaking down games, by the way. It's not just a Twitter troll. He's pretty good at what he does. Um, and, all, and as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information and betting live betting with up-to-the-minute scores of every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, and MLS. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, participate in the conversation by commenting or upvoting the video, and hit the bell for notifications. Also, I want to let you know that these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That is why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. It's terms and conditions apply. Hey, I am here with Jason Jordan. We're going to do a little bit of college basketball recruiting, a little bit of refresher on this year's class, a little look forward into next year's class. Jason, how you doing, man? Doing well, man. Doing well. How about you? I'm, I'm doing quite well. With it being a bye week and this being a crazy football-centric show, I did want to take an opportunity to hit basketball since the season's about a week away, it's gotten here really quick. Yeah, yeah, it's you know it's so crazy. I, it's always it always, but I find myself saying this every early November. It's like, oh, it's here, you know. So that's a good thing. That's a good. Thing. <laughs> yeah, it it really is. Now, the twenty twenty two class. Um, these are players that are going to potentially contribute on Ole Miss's team this year. Um. Amari Abram, Malik Ewan, TJ Caldwell. Talk a little bit about that class and some of the standouts that could emerge from it. Yeah, so, you know, I, I really like the class. Um, I really like Amari. I think Amari, you know, I, I think <laughs> Amari could potentially be, you know, the fastest guard in the world. <laughs> Just he plays really fast, high tempo. But, you know, he plays really smart, a high IQ guy. And um, he's going to definitely bring that energy, which is what you want at that spot, you know, for sure. And Malik, um, you know, just just a big, just a big body, big body down there who checks off a lot of boxes. And, you know, um, just I like to call I like to say he he impact. He's like an impact player, meaning he's not just going to do one thing uh, and you're going to point to that one thing and say, okay, um, this is what he does. So he, he's going to fill the stat sheet and, you know, he's going to, um, you know, contribute in ways that are not even on the stat sheet because, you know, hustle plays, reflections, change of shots, change of thought process for the, I always say that the other team coming down there. Um, so he's, he's a guy, you know, at his size, you know, six, nine, but he, you know, he can step out, uh, and you know, play big, but he can. He's also you know, great hands and finishes plays and you know things like that. So I, he's a guy I'm really high on. Then you got TJ, who um, may be one of the most athletic players in that class, but you know, just real bouncy, real rangy, and uh, he's able to get out and transition and uh, be kind of that spark 
that you guys uh, could definitely think. But I think um, I would say Amari is the guy that I would look at in that class. Uh, it's hard because I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of those guys could be a contributor. But I would look at Amari um, as a, he's just he's a high IQ guy. What I like about him is as fast as he plays, um, most of the time when you talk about a guy who plays at that pace, he's they're unable to play at a slower pace you know they they tend to know one speed when that's their strength but he's able to calm down and dictate pace and play the half court set run the offense and he makes good basketball winning plays so he's a guy that your fans are going to um, eventually love yeah i'm confident Uh, yeah Yeah. i'm looking forward to whenever it tips off next week now let's move to next year's class um the class of 2023 um one of the players that stands out that everybody's talking about is the kid from MRA, Madison Ridgeland Academy, um, Josh Hubbard, who to me, whenever I watch him play, I see a little bit of Steph Moody in his game. Um, yeah. A, a slight guy, kind of a bouncy guy, lot, shoots the outside shot very well. Um, talk about this class and, again, um, Josh Hubbard in specific. Yeah, I, what I love about Josh is – First, I like to say he's a high IQ guy, right? And so at that position, that is entirely what you want and need uh, there for sure. You know, but he he's adept at getting downhill, getting to the rim. You're not – I have not seen anyone that can stay in front of him. Um, so, uh, you know, he's getting to his spots early and often. But, you know, when he gets there, he's a guy who also plays a couple plays ahead in, ahead in his head. So he's – He's a guy. That's why he's a high IQ guy. But um, he get he deli- he's adept at delivering the ball to teammates in positions where they can be most effective. So he's a thinker. Um, but he's also a three level scorer. You know, he knows when to call his own number, and that's that's big too because you know at that position, uh, you know, ten especially even with seniors, they're still younger players when they get to college. Um, he knows when to call his own number at this at this point he does and i've only seen that he knows when to call his own number and when to you know run the offense and run it through because he i, I believe it's because he thinks a couple plays ahead so he's a guy who's definitely going to be and you know i know why the buzz is around him and it's warranted um but he's a guy who's definitely going to be a fan favorite for you guys a thousand percent so, um, Josh Hubbard or Deshaun Ruffin um, at the same stage in high school? How about a, how about a little Man, comparison there? Woo, that's tough because you know I'm a Deshaun guy. I'm a Deshaun <laughs> guy. <laughs> I'm a Deshaun guy. He he was different, man, because uh, you know Deshaun went out and just obliterated the competition at the Nike UIBL. I mean, it. I never understood. I always thought he was underrated, even though he ended up being you know pretty highly rated. I always felt like he was still underrated just because of his size, but he went out there and he roasted everybody, everybody he went up against. He just cooked them. But um, so I would probably same stage, give the, just based off um, the numbers he put up in the UIB, I would give Deshaun slight edge there, but they play a little bit different. I feel like, um, I feel like Josh is um, a little bit more of a, you know, stronger guard, you know, he can absorb contact a little bit better and finish through it. Um, and Deshaun was more like wiry up and down, but energy, you're not going to match his energy, you know? So I would, I would give it a slight edge to him, but I mean, we're talking about two levels of great there. So, you know, we're winning either way. 
So um, Ole Miss got some length also in the 2023 class with Rashad Marshall yeah. and Jordan Burks. Um, talk about them, what people can expect from them. Yeah, I like Rashad. Big body down there, rim protector. Um, great hands, great hands. But um, he has great anticipation and timing on on his shot blocks. And so um, that's one of the things that really uh, stands out to me. And then you got Jordan Burks who, you know, uh, you know, at his size at six ten, you know, he's I won't call him a finesse player because he's strong, but I mean, he's out there maneuvering like a, a wing, a guard, you know, he can handle the ball that well. And he's um great he, I, I mean he's like a dream in the high post. You could facilitate an offense through him. Um so if you're running that high low at the high at the high post, I mean he's gonna because he's very agile and um, very skilled. So he's knocking down shots from 15 feet very efficiently. And, you know, he can create his own shot from the perimeter. And he's efficient, uh, lost in the three-point balls, the long ball. So I definitely think um, he's going to be a guy. That's the one I would say, you know, look out for him to to really um, be a star in that class just because of his skill set. His skill set is just – it's an NBA – he has more of an NBA game. That's the best okay. way to put it. All right. Yeah. Before we get out of here, um, in the 2022 and 2023 class, it can be a totality. It could be anything. What are fans not thinking of? Like all these pieces when combined, is there a stylistic thing? Is there something that we're missing? Yeah. Well, are you saying because the fans are, are they getting restless? Are they, are they not happy when you say they're no, missing? No, no, no. Like stylistically, with the way that Kermit Davis played at MTSU, is this team a fit for what that was compared to what the, he did the first couple right. of years at Ole Miss? Right. So the trend in college basketball as a whole, and clearly the trend based off what you guys are signing and you know going after, is you want to flood the court with playmakers, especially at the guard position, who can inter- play interchangeable at the different guard positions. Basically, you want to you want to have a team of guys who can get the rebound and go. And if you look at the national champions for the last couple of years, those are the guys who have won. You know, he's a point guard. Give him the ball on the outlet. No, we don't do that anymore. Let's go. Everybody go, you know. And clearly, that's where the game is going. That's where it's evolving. You talk, we were just talking about Josh. Um, I mean, sorry, Jordan Burks. And just talking about his um, versatility, but you want a play, you want length and versatility, and you're flooding the court with playmakers, and that's clearly what you guys are doing in the next two classes. I mean, with the current class and the class after, and so that's where the game is going. That's how you win, and um, I would trust the process because you guys are definitely getting the the personnel to um, to build a successful program for years right. to come. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty impressed. Um, Kermit probably needs to turn it around, but the SEC has got – Kermit has the bad misfortune of the SEC just becoming real about the same time that he came into the league. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But it's trending in the right direction, so I would, I would definitely lean in on that. Okay. Anyway, thank you, Jason, and um, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. It's from the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights from Locked On. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Jason Jordan joined us today. Thank you very much. Um, We'll have to do it again shortly, whenever we can. Look forward to it, Steve, anytime. All right. Thanks, bud.